0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the EU votes on its MICA bill. Crypto exchanges are moving into the Middle East and NFT indexes. What do they tell us? That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. And guess who is home? I am home. I'm sitting at my desk, in my office, in my studio, talking to you without being in a hotel. It actually feels kind of nice. But you know, when you're in a hotel, it gives you like this different sense of urgency. It's like, okay, how do I figure out how to make this podcast? Do I sit up at the desk? Do I have the chair Do I, I on the bed? How am I going to set up this little microphone and everything? And then is there going to be a knock at the door from the housekeeper? That happened one time. I had to edit that out, by the way. Is somebody going to be vacuuming outside? Is there going to be people packing up and leaving, doors slamming? And so it's a whole different, like, sense of urgency, which gives me a little different energy than just doing it at the same spot every day. So I'm happy to be home, but also I like the change of scenery while I was out there. And by the way, for any podcaster out there, asking where should i stay uh get yourself a good hotel if you need to it's quieter if you have get yourself like a three star or two star or a motel you're gonna have a lot of noise it's gonna be echoey get yourself a better hotel if you can find a discount stay in something like a four or five star it's gonna make your sound a lot better and it's gonna have all the amenities you need so you can have a comfortable podcasting studio in the hotel anyway that's some professional advice if you're a podcaster now let's get into those crypto prices And I'm recording this at 1043 Eastern Standard Time. We got Bitcoin sitting at $38,974. Pretty much even for 24 hours. It's pretty much even every day. I don't know what happened. There's no trading. There's What's going on here? Ethereum's at $2,557. Down up almost a percent. Tether is number three. Binance Coin is at 367 Pretty much even. And USDC is number five. Running off the top ten, we have XRP, Luna, Cardano, Solana, and avalanche total market cap we're sitting at 1.73 trillion dollars a btc dominance of 42.8 and an f dominance of 17.7 and now it's time for coin of the day our coin of the day is number 137 coin market cap it's storage that's how it's pronounced it's but it's spelled s-t-o-r-j its price is 99.3 cents it's up uh 0.88 percent in 24 it looks as though it's like a stable coin but we're gonna get to that in a minute because i don't know it might be market cap is 383 million fully diluted market cap is 423 million so it doesn't say how many supply is in circulation but it's looking like well, let's call it 80 percent all-time high for storage was a year ago and if it's a stable coin it's definitely not doing a good job but it was a year ago at three and ninety-one cents. it's down 74 since then and all time low was four point eight cents. Set two years ago. It's up around two thousand percent since then. You can get this on Binancegate.io, Coinbase, there you go, so American customers can get this storage and whole B and there's your liquidity. So what is this? And actually, um, I looked on their website and I go to their website and tell you about some different things there in a minute. But storage, it looks like, is an open source cloud storage platform. Basically, it uses decentralized network of nodes to host user data. The platform also secures hosted data using advanced encryption. So basically, people with hard drive space, good internet connectivity, can participate in the network. They become a unit to the network called a node, and the space providers are rewarded in storage tokens. So basically, it looks as though that uh, if you have extra space on your computer, your laptop, your desktop, or whatever, you can rent it out. You can pimp out your storage to this decentralized cloud storage, cloud server system. If you want to use it, apparently 150 gigs is free per month. So 150 gigs of storage, 150 gigs of bandwidth per month is free for this system. And if you want to pay for the account, they call it a pro account, $4 per terabyte And $7 per terabyte of bandwidth. So they're trying to say it's transparent. They're trying to say it's affordable. They're trying to say it's fast. They're trying to say it's secure. And there's no hidden fees. That's storage. Number 137. On CoinMarketCap. Ticker S-T-O-R-J. Moving into some headlines today. Last month, crypto analytics company Nason released six new indexes tracking NFTs. And now they have a report from the data that they got from these indexes to show us some pretty interesting conclusions about the NFT market. So what are these indexes? First, there's the NFT 500. It's kind of like the S&P 500. There's the Blue Chip 10. And this is the biggest, most notable classic NFT collections by market cap. There's Social 100. And it's basically the popular profile picture of NFTs like Board API Club or World of Women. And then there's three other indexes for art, social, and metaverse. And you get it, we don't need to go into what those are. So, what is the best performing division of NFTs? Well, it's art and social tokens. our NFTs have generated a year to date return of about 191% denominated in ETH or about a over 100% in US dollars. Remember, if you're denominating in crypto and US dollars, you're gonna have different numbers, okay? Uh, also, social tokens are up about 114% if you're denominating in ETH or 53% in US dollars. So using these trackers, Nason collected various correlations between the different types of NFT collections and the wider crypto market. So NFTs are outperforming crypto this year. There's an inverse correlation with NFTs and crypto, BTC and F. However, it's not the case with USD. It gets a little tricky and it's looking like a positive correlation with US dollars. There's a lot of numbers in this article. It's very hard to do numbers on a podcast. It doesn't really compute right. You don't really get the information right so if you want to know about everything they found please click the link in the show notes and anyway check out their site because you can look at the indices yourself cryptocurrency exchange crypto.com has announced today that it has begun its initial phase of its exchange platform launch in the united states the ceo of crypto.com said this in a prepared statement we are excited to be expanding our offerings to professional traders to the u.s According to a company statement crypto.com is now available to waitlist users with a rollout in place for the coming months. The waitlist however is only for US institutional investors. Sad but true. Another crypto exchange news, crypto exchange, FTX and binance they both gain licenses in the Middle East. Yesterday FTX Europe announced that it has been licensed to establish and operate virtual asset exchanges and clearinghouse services in Dubai. Sam Bankman Freed, FTX CEO, said this FTX receiving this approval is a continuation of our mission to be at the forefront of licensing and regulation around the world. Also, yesterday, Binance announced that it has been granted a crypto asset server provider license from the Central Bank of Bahrain, or the CBB, to establish itself as a crypto asset service provider in the kingdom. CZ Jao, the CEO of Binance, said this in a statement The license from Bahrain is a milestone in our journey to become fully licensed and regulated around the world. Bob Iger, the former CEO of Disney, he announced today on Twitter that he's joining the Board of Directors of Genies. It's a digital avatar platform built on the Flow blockchain, a protocol for NFT collectibles and large-scale crypto games. Iger, he will serve an advisory role. In a tweet, Iger said, "Thrilled to be joining the Ad Genies Board of Directors to help the CEO and company empower humans to create the mobile apps of Web3 avatar ecosystems. Since launching in December 2016, the Los Angeles-based Genies has raised $100 million in funding, including a $65 million round in 2021, led by Miami Group. That same year, Genies signed partnerships with Universal Music Group and Warner Music Group to become the official providers of avatars and NFTs for artists at the music labels. And by the way, if you want to see these avatars that they have, uh, link in the show notes. They're nothing cool or out of the ordinary or well, they're, they're okay they're cool fine but they're nothing out of the ordinary they look like emojis something that you definitely could see or find anywhere in web 3 or any kind of virtual reality or even on your iphone but what makes this cool The Genie's co-founder and CEO describes Genie's avatars as a combination of different NFTs worn by the digital avatar that users can buy, sell, trade with other collectors. So basically, your avatar is now a piece by piece, I guess piecemealed NFT so that you can, hey, you want my jacket? I'll sell you my jacket. I'll buy your jacket. I'll buy your shoes. I'll buy your earrings. I'll buy your tattoos. I'll buy your that sounds pretty cool, though. So I guess avatars are just leveling up. Does everything have to be capitalism though? <laughs> right? I mean, everything is like, okay, can I buy and sell everything that I have in the virtual? I mean, you could do it in the real, so why not have it in the virtual? Interesting question. Does everything have to be based on some sort of free market capitalism? Matthew you're in at @decrypt.co, would love to hear your answer. And finally, the European Parliament Committee on Economic and Monetary Affairs, ECON, <laughs> very clever has spent the day wrestling with proposed Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation, or MECA, a homework piece of legislation designed to coordinate the European Union's approach to crypto. And, well, here to talk about it is Mr. Scott Cipollino to break down this piece of legislation. Record- Good morning, Scott Cipollino. Sorry. Wait, what? Sorry. We have to stop again. Okay.
1: What's up? What'd you say? I, I was doing the robot voice of recording in progress, like right after it said that. So I we had to be in. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, you're a professional, Scott. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scott, every, everyone, we are going to leave this in here because Scott is having a fucking breakdown. <laughs> He's having a nervous breakdown. No, no, we can't. We have to have a whole new one. <laughs> Scott, good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Matthew? Hey, Thanks for popping on and, and talking to me this morning. There's uh, a lot of things going on out of the EU right now. They just had a vote on their MICA or M-I-C-A or their Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation. And there's a lot of things that happened with that bill. And I just wanted you to break down for everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the nuts and bolts of what happened was yesterday, the European Parliament's Committee on Economic and Monetary Affairs passed what has been a much-anticipated legislative package that aims to coordinate the the uh, approach to crypto regulation across all 27 EU member states. And that package is called the Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation. Um, And the biggest controversy surrounding this package has been going on for a few months now uh, as to whether or not the actual language of the legislative text itself should include a potential ban on proof of work mining. Um, There was a prior vote yesterday to the actual vote on the legislation, which aimed to achieve consensus on the language of the legislative package itself, i.e. a vote on the language rather than a vote on the text, if that makes sense. What happened during that preliminary vote was that there was a clause in there that said proof-of-work mining mechanisms are going to be subject to environmentally, uh, a minimum of environmental sustainability uh, standards, and that got dropped. So then the MICA package went to a vote itself holistically, it passed, uh, that doesn't mean it becomes law yet in the European Union, it still needs to go through um, several other rounds of discussions and debates and votes within the European Council and European Commission. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a call to action, put it this way, it's a call to action with regard to uh, crypto regulation and the coordination of that regulatory approach within the European Union.
0: Okay. So just to clarify, there is no Bitcoin proof of work or Ethereum proof of work mining ban that's going to happen in Europe. And it's not in the bill. And the bill passed by only nine votes. I want to clarify with that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct.
1: So there is not a proof of work mining ban in the legislation. Um, there was one one advisor who was on the phone with yesterday um, was disappointed about this. They said that they Wanted to at least have the opportunity to open the discussion about the environmental impact of crypto assets. And they felt that that clause would have done just that. But now that the clause has been rejected, it is not in the text that has then been voted on and approved, um, and that is now making its way up to the higher chain, so to speak, of the European Union voting process. You know the name of the person you were talking to? I do, but I was asked not to share that name, so I can't. But they are somebody that was. Um, in the negotiating room directly. And they had strong feelings as to why this uh, clause should have been in there. And as I said, it was just at the very least to facilitate some discussion at the EU level about the environmental impact of cryptocurrencies in the wider industry.
0: What else does this bill do for uh, crypto within the EU?
1: What would be interesting to do would be to sort of liken it in some ways to the executive order that Biden has recently signed. In some ways, the, the MICA package is a, an attempt to coordinate the regulatory approach of every different member state's regulatory authorities. Um, so, for example, Buff in, in Germany is the financial services regulator there. Um, what this does is coordinate the regulatory approach across all 27 EU member states in a, say, in a similar way, you could say, to the way that Biden's recent crypto executive order is a call to action to FinCEN and to the SEC um, and to other regulatory bodies In the united states so really what it is is you know it potentially at the very least as i said so has some ways to go before it becomes enshrined into law but it could potentially be uh, a bit of a watershed moment with regard to the approach that regulators take to this industry
0: and in the european union so just to clarify again this is like joe Biden's executive order it's a call to european countries to coordinate their regulatory bodies to discuss the impacts of cryptocurrency if it's um well you know just how it's going to be regulated throughout the different countries is that correct
1: yeah essentially so I'll just
0: read just for the sake of clarity
1: one of the top priorities of the legislation and I'm quoting here according to the the the, the text of the market package itself is to ensure that the EU financial services regulatory framework is innovation friendly and does not pose obstacles to the application of new technologies there's also quite a lot um, to say with regard to stable coins. The authors of the micro-legislative package don't currently believe that the crypto market, as underlined by stablecoins, pose a threat to financial stability today, but they believe that that could soon change with the advent of what they described as global stablecoins, which seek wider adoption, as, as me and you both know. Um, so there's a there's a concern about financial stability that's that's really shining through quite clearly in the text itself and the language of of, of the legislation. Um, but really, I think that, you know, the, the, the cliff notes of this would be to say that, The package aims to ensure that EU financial services generally and the regulatory framework that governs those services remains innovation friendly and doesn't pose a risk to or an obstacle, I should say, to new technologies like crypto.
0: Last question I have is, what do you think the timeline is for this? Look, we have an executive order for Biden, and then we have basically we're going to figure out, we're going to see what the regulatory bodies come to, what the discussion is, uh, how everything's going to be rolled out to have a more stable regulatory framework for uh, crypto. In the United States, I don't see this happening (laughs) within the next couple of years. It's going to take some time, I think, um, and maybe just be forgotten until after the election of 2024. Uh, What do you think the timeline is in the EU to have this all kind of like wrapped up into a package where everybody knows what's going on? It's very, very hard to say. I don't want to sound like I'm dodging the question,
1: but the next steps, I'm just reading a couple of text messages that I got from, from my source that's close to these negotiations. In Brussels, they mentioned that it's essentially still uncertain in terms of a timeline. What's next, potentially, is that this comes up for debate at the European Council. But again, there is no hardcore, uh, hardcore deadline for this. Um, and as we've seen, there's been, there's been a lot of controversy already, not only with regard to the proof of work blockchain ban um, that that was floated, let's say, or not floated, that very nearly got got um, concluded in, into the into the final text, but also the wider legislative package itself. The the legislation passed with a thirty-one to twenty-three majority, de facto mining ban, as it's been described, passed um, or or was shut down by a majority of thirty-two to twenty-three. So fairly similar figures there. So it, it remains to be seen. Um, the cliff notes to your answer there is that it's it's hard to pin down a timeline to this. The next step would be that discussions and debates continue at the European Council. But
0: again, this is something that we don't have a, a specific timeline on. Scott Belina, thank you very much for breaking that down for us. All good. Anytime. I would love to hear your thoughts about the Biden executive order and the EU MICA bill. How do you think it's going to proceed? How do you think it's going to evolve? What do you think the outcomes are going to be? Maybe to frame this a little bit, here's a tweet from Jake Travinsky. Make no mistake, if they manage to ban proof of work, they'll come for a proof of stake next and every other civil resistance mechanism after that. This isn't about environmental impact. It's about the right of non-state money to exist. Their strategy is divide and conquer. Let's not fall for it. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Let me know what you think. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer, and until tomorrow, happy hodling everyone.